Welcome, welcome, WDM listeners, to this episode about pitching with Nathan from Reckless Attack. I don't want to keep you guys too long, and we also don't have much to announce, but that we actually have the session zero for Titan's Call on Sunday is pretty big. No, this is not an episode release, but it is the recording of that session zero. We are probably aiming for around our anniversary in February or March for Titan's Call to release, but don't hold me accountable on that. Another thing is that you can still listen to Why Your World Matters 2 and also 1, a world building panel. You guys know how much I love this panel and you know how much I will shove it in your faces. And with that, there is nothing else for me to do but ask you to give us a nice review on your podcasting platform, a 5 star rating and a follow and now enjoy this episode 43. And with that, we welcome you back to Double DM episode 43. And my name is Emil. With me is my lovely co-host, Niels. How are you doing? I can't complain. My brain just stopped working this morning, apparently. That's what they do. Because when I went to get myself some coffee right before the recording, I just could stop myself to ask you, should I bring you anything? But I forgot that we aren't even in the same postal code area i mean if you have a little bit of cheese i wouldn't mind a little bit of cheese actually my fridge is basically all cheese and some milk and eggs so yeah <laughs> what's up with that <laughs> why is your fridge cheese i like cheese okay <laughs> <laughs> cheese is good uh, it tastes very delicious good some yeah but zesty mountain cheese yeah the good the good shit the good shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought, that what I envisioned is like you having a whole cheese wheel stuffed <laughs> in there. Sadly not. I would have, I would love to have a Parmesan <laughs> cheese wheel somewhere in my house. <laughs> or somewhere in my possession even. I don't, it doesn't even have to be in my house. It can be wherever. I just want to own one someday. Because Parmesan <laughs> is life. Sometimes at least. Shall I give you a trick on how to achieve that? How to get a parmesan wheel? Parmesan wheel. I'm listening. Steal one. Nice. Being the rogue, I like it. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> buy one? <laughs> Definitely not. That wouldn't be a trick, dummy. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Nils, did anything else happen to you this week? Uh, yesterday, I helped a friend design a one-shot. So uh -huh. I witnessed this, the birth of a new world builder and... DM. The birth. You saw how they were evicted out of their womb from the DM monster mind flayer. <laughs> kind of, kind of, yes. Because every DM is the child of a mind flayer. Yeah, it, it's true. I can confirm. I am, a, I am a DM and I can confirm that. But yeah, he just now fell into the hole of world building and we lost them. <laughs> we lost them, but for good. For good reasons, I think. Mm -hmm. And he already planned uh, after the one shot, if it goes well, which I think it will because our group is because great. Because you and, helped him. And I helped him, yeah. And he listened to our podcast. huh? Uh, so what uh, can go wrong? I mean, uh, everything. That's DMing in a nutshell. You plan everything and everything can go, can go to shit anyways. Mm -hmm. But 
yeah, if it goes well, he already started roughly planning a campaign. Mm. So yeah, I'm excited. Interesting, interesting. But that's basically everything major that happened. Anything for you? No, not really, actually. Because yeah. it's only one, two, three, four. It's, it's only four weeks till Christmas now. It's, it's, it's right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the year just went by like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, da, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Where <laughs> did the time go? <laughs> uh, time is a mystery, by the way. Uh, yeah, it is. There is no time, no loss, nothing. It's just Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sure feels like it. Oh, I, I mean, in, I really... in September, we already got some wares for Christmas. Mm. And they won't go out until like february so basically they're in store half a year yeah that's just why this is three days of celebrations why does it have to be a half With the year? most important celebration in western uh in western civilization yeah yeah still i'm i'm glad i have vacation this week because from this week on every store will play Christmas music so I can ease into it a little bit and get used to it by my own terms and not just get bombarded with it straight away. So yeah. Mm. I think one thing, one of the things I need to do before, <laughs> I definitely need to go to a Christmas market before um, that won't be allowed anymore. Yeah. There are I several 2G Christmas markets. Yeah, actually. I know. Yeah. But 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 what I mean is I I want to go to the, the uh to the shopping street here right mm, around the corner yeah. for me and just go to one of the stalls get yeah. myself some um mold some wine. Crepe, some mold wine yeah and and sit there for like two hours before those huts will not be allowed anymore because yeah. they're gathering spots yeah if you go there and if I'm around and if you want me there I'm always yeah, up for I, some I, I, crepes I thought and about mold maybe wine. asking one of my friends to go with me and maybe next week if if next week is still possible and they are there then i uh would love to go to just some because i don't think that they will be still that, that there will still be something the last week before christmas yeah probably not and yeah. anything you also had no ttrpg sessions yourself right i had two scheduled but i fell sick the night before those so one was one in person so i had to cancel that sadly mm -hmm. because we haven't played for two months because somewhere ill all the time it just um, switched around because in eight, uh, when we have eight people trying to find one time spot it's kind of difficult sometimes so that's a little sad but we will make it work and the second one was a curse of strat online campaign so i just sat there and just completely spaced out sometimes but i was there and enjoyed seeing the role play happen from the other group members and sometimes chimed in a little bit but they were all understanding and all that good stuff but yeah we finished Death, Death House now, so we can get into the quotation marks real story mm -hmm. of Curse of Strahd, which I'm excited yeah. for. Yeah. Interesting. Sometime, uh, sometime in the future, we will get to meet Daddy Strahd. Mm. Daddy Strahd. Yeah. And it will be fun, at least for him. <laughs> <laughs> Not specifically for us all the time when he's going to taunt us, leave us half dead and then just disappear. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm excited for that. So shall we get on? We should get on and meet Nathan from Reckless Attack. The Lords of Gallipay patron page is just as customizable as the Trail of Heroes character creation, allowing you to access different Lords of Gallipay content like character portrait, loot charts and access to the game Trail of Heroes standard. 
If you sub at higher tiers, you gain the ability to vote for the next month's big content and access to maps every two weeks for you to use. Plus access to all the bonus content for Trail of Heroes Standard. Check out the Patreon page in the description below. Check out Off Gods and Game Masters on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the web and Patreon. Videos and blog posts in the worldbuilding series take you step by step through one easy and comprehensive worldbuilding process. Three pre-generated characters for various levels of D&D and three random BBGs for people to use as the big bads of their own campaigns or for inspiration. Many ongoing worldbuilding projects with teaser articles. Off Gods and Game Masters provides custom Pantheon creation for your homebrew worlds as well as worldbuilding consultation. Pantheons and single gods include portfolios, rules for the gods in question, relationships, worshippers and much more. Any custom work includes continued Q&A support. Patreons get work in progress materials, patron only articles, early access to video scripts, ad-free videos, a private discord and more as the tiers go up. Off Gods and Game Masters mission is to help you make the best worlds you can for gaming or fiction. And with that we welcome you back to WDM. With us now is our guest Nathan. Who are you? Would you like to introduce yourself? How did you get into TTRPGs? Hi everybody. So good to have you. So good to have my voice projected into your ears, dear listener. Uh, I'm Nathan. I am the Dungeon Master for the Reckless Attack 5th Edition Dungeons and Dragons Actual Play Podcast. Uh, we are a fresh new baby podcast. I think we've been out for like two-ish months or something along those lines. But uh, our group has been playing together for a long time, uh, something like four or five years or something crazy like that. And we just decided, hey, we're having a lot of fun. And also we want to put a product out there because we think other people might enjoy what we're doing too. And here, and, and then a and then a pandemic happened. And then, <laughs> and then here we are with our Fresh New Baby podcast. So we release every week on Tuesday. We are also just now branching out into uh, interviews just like this with other TTE RPG creators in our own cast. And, you know, we're just generally up to all kinds of nerdy D&D tabletop role-playing kind of things and and just posting a lot of nonsense on Twitter also, or kind of like our main hallmarks. But yeah, so again, I'm the Dungeon Master. We've been playing together for a long time. I don't know. I actually don't know when I first got introduced to role-playing games or TTRPGs. I feel like it was one of those things where there was just the cultural idea of Dungeons and Dragons, and it's like, you know, ooh, there's cool fantasy stuff, and you get to be these fantasy people, and it's around a table, and you're talking to other people, and those are all cool things. Things that I enjoy doing and I'm interested in, but never, you know, never kind of took that extra step until I started listening to a couple of podcasts while I was in college. And I think the main two that I listened to, because that was fourth edition that I would have kind of started dipping my toe into the critical hit podcasts, not critical role, different. And oh, the acquisitions incorporated games mm. uh, right when they were first starting out, which was so is so sad and such a such interesting timing because they just uh, wrapped up one of their campaigns uh, earlier this week. Um, but I fell in love with that, fell in love with these ideas. Uh, eventually, I actually professionally was a reporter for a long time. And so I took a lot of journalism classes when I was in college. And one of the assignments that we got was go out and kind of insert yourself into a like subgroup or a subculture. And, you know, of course, some people chose a music scene. Some people chose, you know, who knows what? I didn't pay that close attention to everyone else's because what I chose was Dungeons and Dragons. And I decided, hey, this is a cool a cool chance for me to do schoolwork and also maybe dip my toe into tabletop role-playing games. And I went to a, you know, a classic friendly local gaming store and just showed up 
out of nowhere and was just like, hey, so I'm doing this for a project. Can I both join your game and also interview you later, maybe? And I played for a couple sessions. Uh, I actually, out of nowhere, I met one of our cast members doing that, just randomly, Steve. Uh, Steve, the uh, the Dragonborn monk self. I met him at that experience uh, and we stayed lightly in touch on Facebook until it was D&D time. But kind of once I dipped my toe into that, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm I, this is I, I thought I was going to be interested in it. And hell yes, I'm I'm actually very interested in this. And uh, eventually, you know, kind of fifth edition came out. I kept listening to a lot of podcasts. I did a lot of commuting. Uh, so got to really consume a lot, just inject a lot into my brain and eventually cajoled some friends into joining um, and, you know, went through all of the terrible growing pains that all new DMs do. And kind of slowly but surely it was just like, yep, I guess this is just what I'm going to try to do at least once a week for as long as I can possibly do it. <laughs> and here we are today and we're we're podcasters and, and adventure writers and all kinds of crazy stuff. Amazing. Especially I, I wanted to ask, how does one insert themselves into a subculture, into a sub scene? And then you answered that by I just went there and asked and perfect right yeah it was it was really weird i am either very nervous about just jumping into a situation like that or i am not nervous at all jumping into a situation like that uh, and that one for whatever reason i was definitely nervous and you know didn't know what i was doing had had no introduction i just saw okay cool it's a you know one of those like just D nights basically where it's like ah oh, yeah every wednesday people come in they have their character sheets and some d some dm runs them through mod and i think it made such a difference the group of people who I met there um, I mean definitely I'm a you know I'm a white dude so that helps obviously just showing up to gaming stores and, and not feeling uncomfortable but everyone there was so nice and so helpful and and you know one guy helped me build a character quickly and you know because I was just going to kind of sit back and watch and play and then he's like oh yeah no oh, we can make a character quick and we we just did and it was it was a lovely lovely way to just get introduced to the hobby and kind of immediately set the tone for me of oh no like this can be just a nice time and, and you can just have a nice time with friends or strangers or strangers who become friends and you know again knowing that sometimes that doesn't always happen but at least it can happen and that makes it all the more enticing yeah and now you're here <laughs> and now you're part of and now i'm here content creator scene yeah it, it has been it's i've always wanted to i've always i wouldn't say i've always wanted to do a podcast but like many kids was always like oh yeah no uh, one day i'll write a it was or at least many creative kids one day I'll, I'll write a book one day i'll do whatever i'll you know illustrate a comic or something like that and podcast was one that i kind of like slowly came into the idea of but has always been kind of weirdly on my mind especially because I just ingested so much of them for so many years and it's yeah really crazy that it has come to this because it was really just like we were winding down with our other campaign with the group that I'm I'm you know producing the podcast with and I had just been feeling really good about it I had been throwing my my iPhone into the middle of the table to get some really shitty recordings just so I could listen to it later because I thought it was neat. And I was like, man, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Some of them are not good. Some of them are fantastic. And like, we're, we're maybe kind of at least farther away from not good than we are to great. And isn't that's that's kind of interesting. And I just broached the topic with a couple people and they're like, yeah, we know we would absolutely do that. And then I kind of broached it with everyone. They're like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And I'd be like, oh, uh, okay. I'm, I guess that's what we're doing. And then again, like a lot of preparation and then a lot of COVID and then all that kind of stuff. But we're here and that's what's important. So you would say a lot of pitching went around. 
<laughs> of an idea. Uh, genuinely, genuinely, yes. Uh, not not only was there a lot of pitching because I just had a lot of interesting ideas kind of bubbling around. As I'm sure a lot of D, you know, a lot of DMs, I'm sure have a, just a lot of like, oh, well, I got to run that pirate campaign, and ooh, what if I we did something like that, and oh, what if we actually, what if it was like a fantasy noir and blah blah blah, and like you know, tons of DMs just have that kind of stuff brewing around, and I certainly did too. Why um, does he name two of my campaign ideas? <laughs> <laughs> Same here, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, but, and this is something I feel very strongly about, is cliches are there for a reason, and it's because they're awesome. It's because, it's because, just because there are a lot of pirate campaigns does not mean that it's not fucking sweet to be a pirate. Like, that's it. Everyone, because, because he, knowing that it exists is different than you having done it, and that's the beauty of, of, of D&D and tabletop role-playing games. That's why I, I like reskinning monsters a lot and coming up with my own monsters when I'm running, but there are some monsters that I'm, I just be like, yeah, man, it's a beholder. And like, I didn't reskin it. I didn't do anything because you haven't fought a beholder yet. You haven't fought a dragon yet. And like, that is just in and of itself a fucking cool thing. Right. But that's all to say, not only did I have a lot of pitches to begin with, but, and, and I'm so actually weirdly thankful for COVID, if I can say that. I don't like saying it, but in this particular instance, it turned out very nicely. We actually redid our whole campaign. We had an idea of what it was going to be pre-COVID, and then we're like, okay, we're not going to record during COVID because we don't have the remote setup going, and it's kind of weird to do an actual play remote sometimes. Some groups do it fantastically. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to, and so we just sat, you you know, until basically there was a vaccine. And over the course of kind of sitting and thinking and trying to, you know, fill out all the edges of a campaign and also keep my mind busy during a horrible pandemic, I kind of realized like, ooh, actually, I don't like this campaign anymore <laughs> for like a lot of reasons in that, you know, like it's a little you problematic and colonialist and a little bit of this and like all this kind of stuff. And so not only did I have the nice practice of pitching all of my original campaigns, I then had a lot of practice of pitching a whole second batch of campaigns after everyone had already created characters and all this kind of stuff to be like, hey, so could I interest you in this other adjacent thing, please? <laughs> so by, for the people that haven't already guessed the topic for today, we're talking about pitching. <laughs> Five no, minutes later. not the baseball <laughs> kind. I had to do that joke. Yeah. I mean, um, it was so, a good joke. Nay, please tell me what is a pitch? Yes. So, uh, like I like I, I mentioned earlier, uh, just for for qualifications purposes. So, I I've been a either in a a reporter uh, for a newspaper, or I've been in public relations professionally for almost a decade or something like that. So, I'm I, I definitely I definitely first say I'm not an expert, but I do have experience and a little bit of expertise. Um, and and you know, so that that is kind of a little bit of the, the qualifications and what a pitch is and why those qualifications are important is the ability to distill your idea, whatever it is, whether it's a campaign, whether it is a podcast, whether it is a new supplement that you've put together, whether it's a whole new system, whatever it is, it is a way to take all the ideas, all the emotion, all of the things that you're so excited about and you think other people might be excited about too and boiling them down into that little package that catches people's attention in the four seconds that you have it on social media or or in 
you know, if, as they're scrolling through their uh, their podcast fees or whatever, and making sure that the people who are going to like your stuff know what your stuff is and are drawn to it. And that's basically what a pitch is and, and branding and all that kind of stuff. So topic pitching. We heard what a pitch is and what it needs to do. Yes. Roughly. And Emil and I wrote <laughs> a small pitch right before the recording. I'm so excited about this. And we would like to hear your opinion on those. Great. I'm sure I'll have many opinions on them. And and I'm sure that, that at least some of them will be just effusively praising. Nice. <laughs> so it takes the edge off a little bit, at least. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm 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 a I, I try to be a relatively positive, nice guy. I think, you know, worst case scenario, constructive criticism, you know, that kind of thing. But but I also I'm just interested to see what you guys what you guys have cooked up. Okay, so I'm just gonna read mine first. It's about a uh, campaign I'm currently running. So okay. this campaign is about a chaotic group of magically talented people and their challenges trying to solve some seemingly unconnected mysteries stirred up by a bored collective of gods of fate. Ah, I know which campaign Whoa. that is. That that is a good that is a that is a good pitch. That is a good one sentence pitch. Um, so here's some examples of why. So first of all, and again, just to, to kind of reset all of this, the goal of a pitch, whatever it is, or the branding or your kind of thesis statement, basically, of whatever your product is or your campaign is, is to to throw a lot of interesting bits and bobbles out so that people who are interested in those any of those bits and bobbles will, will feel that little, you know, synapse in their brain saying, well, hold on, board collective gods, that's, well, that's interesting. And that's one latching point and you provided a whole bunch of interesting latching points even in that one sentence so you you said hey it, we are a you know it is a magically talented group okay so it's it's fantasy there is going to be a lot of magic going around that kind of thing at least in the party it, there's mysteries a lot of people like mysteries it is a specific kind of genre and so anyone who likes mysteries will be interested boom that's another hook uh, a board again and a board what was it is a board collective of of gods the bo uh, a board collective of the gods of fate. I mean, gods of fate is even like that's like th two to three interesting hooks all at the same time. And and again, it's like, oh, OK, cool. So there's mysteries, there's magic. So it's fantasy. And there's 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 they're bored. Why are they bored? Wait, it's a collective of gods. But wait, it's gods of fate. What does that mean? And so and so you're already you're also kind of setting the scene of like, OK, what's this world like? What's this campaign like? There are lots of layers to this where okay they're bored they're <laughs> they're collective they are gods of fate like those are all interesting questions and i think that already is a really interesting kind of already interesting thing just because again you've provided a lot of opportunities for people who are interested in any of the things that you said whether whether it's individually or all at once or any bits and pieces of them to latch on to and especially if you can do it with a lot of bullet points or emojis or making it very easy to to uh to to uh, you know, latch on to, but I think that was a pretty good start. All right. Thanks. Just to clarify, we I talked about this campaign in some of our recaps already. And just so you know, it's a group of magic users, so uh, sorcerers, some wizards, and we are in a coastal area. So the group just gave them the name Wizards of the Coast. Just... <laughs> putting it out there so you're saying you're saying you probably won't be bringing that particular group or group name out into podcast feeds anytime soon i'm guessing <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> no yeah i was gonna say Definitely one I, I appreciated that you were just very silently kind of like nodding or whatever and emil was just like absolutely losing his mind silently <laughs> 
at just trying to send up signal flares and already trying to like maybe text the lawyer just for even mentioning it. So, uh, you know, two different two different reactions, both of which I think are totally legitimate. I, I already had our lawyer up in the, up in the call. We need to from here. Shut down news. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so, so yeah double dm going into a single dm uh for the time <laughs> being due to legal action podcast it's just dm <laughs> just the just dm podcast i mean honestly that's that's work. not that's not the worst yep. podcast name sorry about I that heard worse <laughs> just dm so far <laughs> okay so now get ready for the disappointment of your life name <laughs> i was i was just about to say there was you know i i would say the the person who is most actually worried about it or kind of just like oh it's not gonna be it's gonna be whatever already went and it was a pretty solid one sentence one and then the person who was like jokingly like oh it's gonna be terrible it, it's now your turn so stakes have been mm. turned up and yeah we'll see how it goes okay chaos is the force that every child of men knows it's the beginning mm. and the end of the world but there may be something hidden deeper behind the veil of chaos, something more sinister, something that should maybe be left uncovered. We will follow your adventures in a world of chaos where your road is paved by it and also destroyed by it. You will uncover secrets behind this veil that no one ever touched before, and maybe not every one of you will make it back alive. Uh, bad news. That one was also very good. <laughs> so so part of pitching right um is is it's it's interesting because i feel like a lot of people have a desire to either not bog down people with too much information which is correct it's a good desire but there's a right kind of amount to do that and there's also a worry about giving away too much right and that's even something that we kind of struggled with early on where we were trying to really really hone in on what ours was going to be but but i i thought that yours did a very excellent job of balancing all of those pieces because it's really important to set expectations early um, with your players with your customers, with your with your your podcast listeners, whatever you know, whoever whoever you are trying to communicate with, it is always better to err on the side, especially in a noisy environment like TTRG RPGs, where there is a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of supplements, there's a lot of communities and sub communities, all 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 therein. Is you want to tell people, hey, this is why you're gonna like us, and if you like maybe making it back alive as a selling point for your for your, your your game good news already that's a check and do you like the forces of chaos that's evocative and you know all that kind of stuff and in even even in your pitch there wasn't a lot of world building specificity right where you weren't saying like ah you will be adventurers in the city of this and you are going to be facing off against the great demon hordes and you know anything like that um that you still boiled it down to here's what it's going to feel like and here's what's important and Here's what's going to come up a lot. <laughs> and again, the great part of a pitch is seizing on that kind of emotion almost and building that picture of like, here's what you're going to get. Just just give us that just give us that little chance. If you like any of these things, you're going to like this because because being on social media, advertising, marketing, you're not you're not marketing to everybody, right? Like if your goal is to have everyone in the world listen to your podcast or buy your supplement, it's just not going to work because people like different things. And that's that. And there's going to be a certain percentage of people who will never like your thing, even even not even having anything to do with you having to do with the quality of it just because again making things is art and not everyone likes all art but what your goal is is to again just like try to get the light bulbs in someone's brain to light up with 
whatever it is that you're selling. And so there's no point in obscuring any of that behind behind mystery or behind not telling, you know, not telling too much because you you want to get those hooks into your brain. So don't don't save it. (laughs) You know, don't save your cool shit. Tell people what you think is cool. What's exciting to you again in like world of chaos, just paved and destroyed all that kind of stuff, cool words, like here's the here's the tone that I want and here's why I'm excited about it and why you should be excited about it. And that's what it all comes down to. That's why you guys use frogs, right? Well, yes and no, actually. <laughs> so so for, for those of you, uh, those many of you who are not familiar with either our social media presence or podcast or any of it, we, one of the things, and this is actually kind of a nice case study where one of the things that we kind of quickly glommed onto um, and why it's important to always be mindful of what your pitch is if you're putting stuff out there because it might change based off of what, how people are reacting to what you're putting out. One of uh, one of our players plays a grung and he is a grung who has a grung uh, animal companion that he rides on and he also has a, a uh, frog familiar that he rides on. Or excuse me, two frogs. Not He's not a grung riding grung. That's weird. Um, and so we immediately were like, that's hilarious, first of all, and great. And it's you've literally created a stack of frogs and isn't that wonderful. And that was, you know, we know we knew up front, okay, it's funny, but also interesting and ask prompts questions of people. And it's just funny. And like people will glom onto that. Someone will, will say, oh, okay, cool. Here's a podcast who likes to have fun, who, you know, especially married with all these other kind of ser- more serious points. Oh, okay, but I still get that there's a tone here of there's frogs. And that's just a funny (laughs) thing to say. And then our first spoiler alerts, I guess the first, uh, you know, first people that they excuse me, the first antagonists, I guess that the party faces is is also grung and it's treated, you know, seriously and that kind of stuff and interesting. But also there are a bunch of just, you know, naked frog people running around and that's also fun. And wouldn't you know it, people like frogs and like talking about frogs and like the idea of frogs in D&D. And that, yep, they do. And of course they do because it's hilarious and great. And, and you know, at the at the risk of us becoming the frog meme podcast, which we still do accept just for the record, is we put that in every time. Every time we talk about our podcast, like, yep, we'll, we'll acknowledge that. We'll throw that out there because people are still thrilled and excited by it. And that's now become massaged into our branding, not just because people respond to it, but because it's a nice counterpoint to all the other things that we've listed where, you know, we are a serious podcast. We take it seriously. It's not like a haha, we're all comedians kind of podcast. We're just, we're friends around a table and that's kind of our whole mantra. But, you know, so we're talking about like, oh yeah, there's like all this lore and there's a lived in world. There's a place called the Red City of Agmar. And that's cool. And there's going to be rivalries and friendships and feelings and all this other kind of thing. And 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 that's very true to us. But also there's frogs and it's goofy and we're also goofy. So um, it's about it's about taking all those cool things and framing it in a way that captures the emotion and the experience of, of reading your product, of listening to it, of playing through a campaign. And it, when you've gotten a good pitch, that's what that is, is all it, it gives facts. It excites people and it gives a a good idea of what it's going to feel like when you are experiencing whatever this is. Nice. Well, perfect. (laughs) 
So, so long story short, you guys both actually did a very good job of, of doing it again. And, and the beauty of it is, is that it evolves, right? In that you, in a lot of ways, you don't know what your campaign is going to be about because you haven't run it yet. You know, obviously I know you guys have in this instance, but, but even for us is, is that we, we had recorded a couple episodes and I had some ideas of like end game, what it was going to maybe look like, but there's a lot of space in between there. And we don't know what, I don't know what the players are going to choose. I don't know what's going to be interesting me week to week. I don't have that much planned ahead. I have enough that I can run a couple more weeks. But the best part about a pitch is that you can update it and you need to update it. And you got to, you know, you got to update it to connect with what people are doing or what people are liking about your podcast, what you're actually doing so that you're staying authentic and to reach new audiences who, you know, don't care about frogs. Then like maybe, you know, you you figure out some other ways, other ways for them to, to get interested in, in your product. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I think... I made a post about it, I think, I think two days ago. What, why do we play TTRPGs, right? Mm-hmm. Why this medium? Why right. don't we all write that. books, make video games? And it's because it's rather simple to create in here. And TTRPGs have a few things that other mediums just don't have. Player agency being one of the biggest. You never know what your players are going to do. Your campaign is always going to change from what you expect. So, Hopefully. like you said, the pitches will probably change for podcasts, for my campaign, right? It's that is the basic pitch. But if I now look after like we've played already like 40, 40 50 sessions or yeah. something, I, I could probably add like two or three sentences more that explain way more the path this campaign has took so far. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the thing about that is probably how do you extract the mm-hmm. information you want to have in the pitch? Yeah, that's that. That's a great question. I'm so glad you brought it up because that was one of those things where it's like, I don't have a good in, but it's that's the whole thing. <laughs> so kind of, and, and this is something that I think about a lot and have thought a lot about, especially kind of being in the TTRPG space, because I feel like a lot of people have not really sat down to do that yet, um, or at least don't take advantage of the opportunities. If they have sat down to think about it, take advantage of the opportunities to really maximize that. I guess. So for me, one of the best, most accessible for, for people who are not, you know, PR journalism experienced like me, one of the best places to start is what's exciting to you. You know, that especially as a creator, whether you're a DM, whether you're starting a podcast, whatever, is what's the thing that gets you so excited, that gives you the most energy, that is the reason that you're doing the thing. And is the reason you're doing the thing, again, for you guys, it could be, again, well, we just, we like talking to people and we like giving voices to TTRPG creators. We want people to get insight into their brains, right? And like, that's exciting. That's cool. I love interviewing people a whole lot. And so a pitch for that, again, that that, that should be part of your pitch or part of your elevator, uh, you know, elevator spiel, whatever, is you're a podcast who celebrates creators, who gives people the opportunity to talk about things that they're interested in and that they love talking about out and hopefully in a way that's useful to other people, right? Like, boom, there you go. That's that's the great way to start. Or if you're a podcast, we're like, or or a campaign. Okay, so what I'm really excited about for this podcast is the tone of this. You know, like, oh, it's going to be a, a a grim dark campaign, and I'm so excited. That's one of the things I'm so excited about. It's a different tone. It's something I think a lot of people might be interested in, and it's different, and it'll help us stand out, and also just tell people what we're all about. And you know, so again, just trying to think and frogs for me. I like, you know, <laughs> that's that's another example of like I think people 
will will think that's funny, and I because I think it's funny, and that that we have this not like ultra serious campaign, but but relatively serious, realistic campaign that also has frogs. That idea is hilarious to me and gets me excited. And the goal isn't to make everyone excited about your campaign with frogs. The goal is to reach the people who are also excited about a campaign with frogs because that's what you have. Good news. <laughs> Good news. We have that. Good news. We have an interview show where we hear from creators. So people who are interested in shows with create about talking to creators. No. Okay, great. Already one check. You know, we've moved on to the next, the, the next thing, the next um, metric of, am I going to give this thing a shot? Or if you're creating a new supplement or a new game, you start with, okay, why did I decide that it was a good idea to do this? Like what, what's interesting to me about why, why this supplement is, oh, okay, cool. You know, I didn't really, I, I really like horror a lot. Okay, great. Check. Um, And, and I really didn't, I, I thought that there was an, a space in the D and D or the five E or the way whatever system you're writing it for, or just generally, you know, I thought that there was a, you know, a lot of opportunities for a new horror thing. Boom. There you are. And, you know, it was like emphasize horror. What's the, what's the, what's the thing that got you off your butt and made you work so friggin' hard to have accomplished it? What drove you? Start there. And, and then just kind of keep pulling on things. Again, it, it takes some time. It takes a lot of expertise. It takes a little bit of just seeing what works, seeing what connects, seeing what feels genuine. Uh, and that's, I, I underline that genuine has to be authentic. It has to be actually true about what your product is. But if you can start with, again, what, what do you know gets you excited and just show it to other people that, that does magic. That's magic to so many people. Just because you're excited about it, it already opens a door. And then if there's someone else who might be excited about it, boom, done. Match made in heaven already. They might be giving you a shot. And then you have a bunch of other little hooks and opportunities to be like, oh, and also we're going to delve deeper into the veil of chaos. Ooh, there's going to be a board collective of gods of fate. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I, now I'm seeing where, you know, how your individual, what the tone is, all that kind of stuff. You just kind of keep, keep layering it uh, on top of what's exciting, what's interesting, what's unique um, and what's authentic. Authentic. And then you can kind of have an elevator pitch off of that. Obviously, again, that's that's very simplified, but that's what the process is. And I think talking about all the do's we need in a pitch, I bet there are some don'ts. I would yes. like to ask you a question about <laughs> those. What are the don'ts? What things shouldn't be in a pitch or and why? So 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 first of all, the most important again, so thankful that you asked that question. That one of the most important things that you have to excise from all pitches, all promotions, all anything is negativity about your own stuff. Uh, I see a lot of people who undercut the quality of their product or, or their topic or whatever right in their post where they're trying to get you to, to try it and you see and it's just like oh well you know it's okay that you know we had some audio issues blah 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 we're just like you know for us Again, we're not comedians, we're not writers, we're not actors, and and I know you guys have many have many times referred to yourselves as just two guys from Germany, and and but but you know when you're talking about your product and you're trying to get someone to to pay attention, you can't start at a negative. You know, it's it's hard enough already to get people to pay attention to you if you don't believe in your thing. Why should they? You know, Th that's what it comes down to. Again, enthusiasm is so important. Positivity, even if it is a negative or something that that isn't um something that in certain contexts would be 
be bad. Again, for us, we are just, we're just people. We like playing games. We've played games a lot together. We think we do a good job of it and have fun. And we think we might be entertaining. There's a way to phrase that. That is, you know, we're, you know, we're not actors. We're not comedians. So, you know, we're just like whatever people playing a game together. And like, okay, that can work for some people, but also for a lot of people, that'll be like, no, thanks. I I, I have a lot of other stuff to listen to or try out. Um, or I'm not a professional designer or, you know, oh, hey, we already, we, we know there's already a dragon subclass for this, but like, here's this one too, I guess. No, don't, <laughs> absolutely not. Stop it. You are unique. Your voice is important. You made it for a reason. And everything, if you think about it long enough, can be flipped into a positive because it'll be a positive for somebody. You have to believe that. So for us, again, we're not just some schmoes who are out doing things. We are people who bring the experience of playing games with your friends to you. And and that is our selling point is we, we want you to feel like you're sitting at the table with us. We're not an audio drama. We're not actors. We're not trying hard to facilitate dramatic moments or humor or anything like that. We're playing the game that we want to play. And that there's a market for that. It's not going to be for everyone. Some people love, you know, comedic podcasts or improvers or whatever, but some people are attracted to that and be like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's interesting. That's and it, and it's authentic and it's true, right? <laughs> It'd be one thing to for that not to be the case, but you have to flip it positive. And that's like the most important thing, period. And again, just quickly, kind of the other thing is don't go on too long. A lot of people assume, you know, they, they go on too long and are, you know, kind of just like cause people's eyes to glaze over just because the people don't have that long of attention span. Be genuine. Again, be truthful about what your thing is because just because someone clicked play and if it's not the thing that they think it is, a lot of people are just going to turn it off. So, so be truthful about what it is. Uh, the other thing I would guess I would add is assume each time that you're putting your pitch out there is the first time someone's seen your pitch. So inside jokes are cool and and a couple other things, but you want to avoid too many of them and you also want to avoid just a lore dump or a you know something like that. Too much information, too much specific information. You want to give just enough to give a good idea idea of what you are, what you're about, what people might find. Should they open it? Should they say, yes, I want to be in that campaign, whatever. And then boom, you're out. You know, don't go on for a whole thread. Don't have, don't, don't hand people five pages of your new campaign pitch. Keep it short, keep it accessible, keep it exciting, keep it authentic. Nice. Thanks. And all these things we talked about basically all linked back to a public podcast or a public show. But is there a difference between pitching a public in a public setting versus pitching in a private setting? Like pitching a podcast is yeah, uh, most certainly different than pitching to your friends who you're yeah. trying to excite for your campaign. What's uh, What would be the differences there? Yeah, so that is a lovely question for very interesting reasons. First of all, I think the process is actually very similar. And I think a lot of those kind of, you know, tent pole parts of creating a pitch are still true. And you want to keep it quick, you want to keep it engaging, you want to keep it accessible, evocative, authentic, all that kind of stuff. I think is still holds over regardless. But you have a lot of advantages uh, because A, you're not trying to cast a nice wide net. You are trying to talk to these people, right? Like hope maybe they're your friends. Maybe they're just people who you met at a game store, whatever it is. But you have an audience of, of what, three to six or three to eight or however many people you're trying to play this game with. And it's a lot easier to pitch kind of starting points for people and have them react to it and kind of re you know refine your pitch throughout because it you know you can make it a lot more collaborative that way as opposed to just kind of serving it up on a platter to people. And that's a huge advantage. 
And I think ultimately, I think ultimately that's that's one of the big differences is I think that you can and should be more collaborative as you can have some nice starting points. You can have like, okay, here's some tones. Here's some ideas. Here's some hooks that could kind of tickle the imagination. And then people can look at your pitches and say, oh, okay, that part's interesting. Or like, ah, okay, not really that tone or, oh, okay, I like that idea. But what if it was like this and connected over here and blah, blah, blah. And then you can make it much more, you know, you can really emphasize the fact that it's a group pitch, you know, and that it's something that you guys have all kind of agreed upon together. Almost a a distillation of your session zero is this is what we've agreed on more or less campaign or what our game is going to be about is this thing. Um, And again, knowing that it could change, knowing that it probably will change, hopefully will change really in a lot of ways, but ultimately is still about we're all agreeing. And this is something that again, podcasts should do collaborators should do if you're creating stuff all of it is you got to agree on what your tone and what this campaign pitch is everyone needs to be on the same page both to make sure everyone's having fun but also to make sure everyone's you know talking about it or promoting it in the same ways and kind of steering the conversation in the appropriate direction so again a lot of the same tips are definitely true but ultimately you know you have an audience of of four or five and that makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. like i said people right this goes out as a psa to everyone expectation management is needed everywhere yes. in your life yeah, i saw you guys had a you had an episode about that right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's the same same thing <laughs> I, I think it's still the most important episode we've done to date yeah you need to do this you need to especially when you're talking about campaigns the people you play with they need to know what they are going into they need yes. to know what they actually spend time on you need to know exactly. what they want because if you don't know what they want your thing your campaign won't be as good as it could and that kind of also translates to an audience right you also kind of oh, want to absolutely. know what they want to know and that's your target audience right yep and your pitch should connect with that target audience but is there any importance on finding the right target audience and and how do you change your pitch to fit your target audience for example better is there any way you can do research on that and and how do you do that if you change your pitch yeah absolutely that's that's another very interesting question first uh, i really loved again all the points that you made both in the episode and just now talking about expectation management but it's also helpful to remember that both your party and your, your your, your actual, you know, content audience, whatever it is, whether you are a content creator or not, that's all, it's all audience. It's all, it's all your audience. Doesn't matter. Like it, it, you know, some things change a little bit, but it's all still your audience. Your players are your audience and you're maybe your first and most important audience. And that's just, you know, I thought a, a wonderful point that needed to be kind of like really hammered in, you know, very clearly. And then in terms of, of kind of customizing uh, your pitch, absolutely. There's a lot of ways to do it. Again, I'm not a person who is an expert at, you know, kind of finding those specific niches and targeting it, you know, with kind of laser marketing efficiency or anything like that. Um, But I do think it's important to have that be a part of your process is sprinkling in different things where it's like, okay, this has worked or this is important, um, especially if it's important. We'll keep that in, but like, let's layer in some different things. We have done that ourselves. And I think a lot of it is as long, again, as long as you're being truthful about what it is and are, are engaging consistently in a variety of different formats and communities and that kind of stuff. The first thing you need to do if you are pitching if you're looking to customize a pitch for a specific community, audience, whatever, is to be a genuine member of, of that community because people can smell it if, if you're just here to sell them something. They know people are savvy enough and we're also not, you know, mega corpse with data like a, you know, a sneaky McDonald's or Facebook who can like subliminally message like 
people know. And you have, again, so you have to be able to, to, to know, know the community, to talk like the community, to know what the community is interested in and, and what they might connect to and, and be a, you know, even if you're not a known quantity in the community, but, but be an again, authentic, genuine member of it, then I think it becomes a lot easier to layer in what that is, where you can say, oh, okay, cool. Like, I really like making maps for my campaign, whatever, right? And the maps are a really important part of our campaign, whatever. Oh, hey, here's a map making group or whatever. Let's see if they enjoy it. But you have to be, you can't just swing in and drop your stuff and then leave and hope for the best, right? Uh, we always, we, we joke a lot about, uh, you know, dumping and running on our promotion threads and that. That kind of stuff. It's the same thing where people will pay attention, pay a lot more attention if if you're you're interacting in a real way. And then you can just kind of have eventually, it's really nice. You actually get almost a stable of bullet points to work with where you have only have, have 140 characters in Twitter, right? And you if you have 20, 20 ways you could describe your podcast or your product or your campaign pitch, then you can't fit too many of those in your 140 characters, but you can rotate them in. You can u- even use them uh, several times across a day. You can have all that kind of stuff and basically just kind of keep putting it out there that, hey, all of this is real and a part of what we're doing. And if any of this is interesting to you, great. And it becomes almost easy because you've already honed in on here's what is true. Here's what works. And then, you know, you almost have just like a nice pool of, of features about your about your product or about your podcast, your campaign to just kind of like throw at people to be like, hey, there you go. That's interesting. Like, you know, think of talking to your mom about your podcast, right? Is like, okay, does my mom necessarily care that we live in a, you know, in a world where there's a deeper veil of chaos and we're destroyed and, you know, again, there's, it's, there's paved and destroyed by chaos and secrets. Like, ah, no, not really. But like, that's all true. What is also true is that like, ah, yes, it's my son or daughter or, or, you know, child who is in this and having fun with their friends. And that's true. And that's, you know, that, that's, that's something that you can be layering in depending on who you're talking to and when and why. One thing Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about on Twitter on this show about inspiration and and that you can steal everywhere right yes and like number comes my question when i make a pitch can i just say this is like this this is like this 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 and this combined but what i shouldn't do is this is not like this right yes Yes. So, so I love that question. So there is a part of, and I'm not going to say this correctly. I'm not going to, you know, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to uh, <laughs> say that, oh yeah, this is a true actual story. But, but part of the reason that you see so many movies that are billed as like, oh, it's like, it looks like this plus this is because a lot of times some writer has cornered a producer or someone, whoever makes these sorts of decisions in Hollywood and has pitched them as, hey, it is popular franchise A mixed with popular franchise franchise B and they're like well hell that's cool um so I think there is a lot of validity to doing that certainly where it's like again we're we're critical role mixed with blah I think is an okay place to start for sure and I think again as long as that is a true and 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 B is you can say that again kind of authentically and as a member of the community and that kind of stuff I think is is a fine place to start but I also I think that it's very easy to take to take that and boil it down further how how are you like critical role do you have voice actors great well people know what people know that voice actors are in critical role they know that they if they like that there are voice actors in critical role great that's how you like critical role we have a lot of feelings great like you know I, I think I think there is there is value in looking at what you're drawing inspiration from in what you are trying to emulate 
stimulate even in for some people or what inspires you, you know, kind of what, what just drives you like, Oh my God, I love this thing. And this is what I want to be like. Um, I think there is definitely some value in, in kind of saying, Hey, we are this and this, I think that's fine. But I, I think without, without having the level of kind of psychological expertise required to really answer the question, I think it's more valuable in a lot of ways to hone in on how you're like those things and make them your own. And you can still use some of that when you're interacting with, again, Critical Role is the obvious example, but when you're interacting with people online is you can, you know, you can sprinkle in that or you can be sure to visit the, a Critical Role community and kind of pitch that way and emphasize those things that you know that audience also likes, I think is valuable for certain. But again, do yourself the service and say we are our own thing that happens to have overlaps with popular franchise, with popular whatever. Again, I, I self-describe our podcast a lot as X-Files. Like we're, we're X-Files mixed with noir, mixed with fantasy, mixed with all these other things. And it's very valuable, but that's not the core identity in a lot of ways. Um, we, we have just kind of like continued ripping things out and, and made it our own. And we still sprinkle in, we sprinkle in why we're like X-Files, why we're like this other thing without just saying we are X-Files. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. I found the one of the first uh, notes uh, in my on my phone I took for actually Titans Call, our own actual play of what kind of things we wanted to feel like and what yeah. we extract from these things and make it our own, right? Mm-hmm. And what I wrote down, and this is really just bullet points because we haven't actually done anything of recording or planning <laughs> for that show yet. So at that point, it was just my idea in my head. So we had, because we were all on a, on a big Attack on Titan hype at that point, uh, uh, when we decided to do that, it was subvert expectations like Attack on Titan, have a problematic world like The Witcher, yeah. have the dangers of Godzilla, mainly having big fucking titans around the world. Yeah, yeah, done. <laughs> but, uh, you're, again, you're you're hooking me. You're bringing me in. I'm ready. <laughs> and then the humor of a good B movie. See, that's, I, I again, especially especially when you're talking to a, to, to a group, like your your, your gaming group. Mm. God, yes, absolutely. That's that's perfect. Is, is, Again, it's just shorthand, right? For all these other things that we've been talking about. It is shorthand for saying, here's what, here's the emotions, here's the vibes, here's the themes, here's what it's going to feel like. Like you said, expectation management. And again, shared culture, assuming everyone knows what you're talking about. Uh, if no one has seen Attack on Titan, that might not mean anything to them. Uh, yeah. Other than, oh, it is this, it is this part of this thing. So therefore you can say like, oh, well, but I know about this. Um, I think that's a, a wonderful way to phrase it for certain. Um, and and then again, I, I I think one of the one of the drawbacks is that in case someone doesn't like that property but might like the aspect of it, you know, you got to be a little careful. But otherwise, no, I, I love that. I thought that I think that is a perfect way to phrase it. And again, when you're trying to drill that into like 140 characters for an actual play, then you shear off, you know, you file off the uh, the property name and you just say, oh, yeah, a problematic world. And, we, you know, this sort of thing. And, you know, you figure out a way to say it um, and you're still saying those things. But but people get it, I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, that was basically also. Also a little bit like this is what I want this to be this is how I want exactly. to make this game and then and then it also devolved into okay this is what I sent my players you all know these you you all can get excited mm-hmm. and, and then also again expectation management and now I get to turn this into a pitch yeah. hopefully with the advice you gave me in this episode so far <laughs> so we are also kind of reaching the end point now mm-hmm. so is especially is there anything else you want to talk about anything else that you think should be mentioned we should do it now so i i think it's stuff that we've already touched on but i think are worth really distilling is again i really think first and foremost you have to be 
truthful with yourselves and with your audience about what it is. And it can be, you can be a lot of things, right? And you can mix and match those things and you can emphasize things depending on who you're talking to, what what players you're pitching to, whatever. But but if it is rooted in you trying to sell them something that you do not have, it goes from from interested to this is terrible <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and and people are unhappy. And it, so you have to start with being truthful. You know, even if you're trying to be, you know, if you see an opportunity that's like, ooh, there's not a, there's not a product like this or there's not something like this, you still have to be honest about what you are. And that is so important, especially when you're trying to interact with a community, because again, people can smell it. People know people don't want to hear it. They don't want to read it. They don't want to see people who are just there to be like, oh yeah, here's my link and uh, move on and like blah, 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 like connect, be, be real, be genuine. And again, you have to be your own biggest fan first and you have to you have to love what you're doing you have to be excited about it you have to be excited as a group if you are a part of a group you have to have you know kind of you don't have to be all excited about all the same things but you have to agree here's a list of things that that a non-zero amount of us are excited about so everyone knows what they're talking about and, and you can connect with the, those precious few people who will are also excited about those things and you're not connecting with everyone you're connecting with someone you're connecting with hopefully several someones who will look Look at your thing, the thing that you're excited about and say, hey, God damn it, I am excited about that too. Thank you for explaining it to me in a way that will make me excited. Yeah. And with that, we come to the segment of shout outs. Would you like to shout out anything, anyone, whatever? Now would be the time. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start, uh, you know, selfishly shouting out my own podcast. We are Reckless Attack. We're again, fifth edition. Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, we are running around in a totally homebrew world. Uh, it is uh, serious. It is goofy. It is, we have high quality audio. Uh, hopefully that translates well in this podcast, <laughs> in this podcast format, at least decently. Um, and, and really again, we're, we're, oh God, again, my own, my own pitch. Sometimes I get, you know, uh, thrown around on this. We have to practice it 400 million times. <laughs> but if you like a podcast that sounds good and sounds like friends gathered around a table, coming up with stories, making each other laugh, but staying focused and loving the game that they're playing, we're the podcast for you. Again, we have a lot of fun. It's a weird world. It's a dark world sometimes, but also we have frogs and we have just a lot of fun and we think you will too. We release every, every Tuesday. We're a weekly podcast. Uh, you can check out all our stuff, recklessattack.com. Uh, we're very active on Twitter. Some would say maybe too active on Twitter at reckless underscore attack. And we have a Patreon where we have a lot of really exciting stuff happening. We just released our own first interview podcast uh, where I sat down with uh, Jonathan who plays said frog person. And uh, we had a, just a really meaningful, wonderful conversation about about hope and about uh, creating his chaos character and about growing and all kinds of just really wonderful things. Uh, and we're releasing a new adventure. By the time this um, this airs, we'll have an adventure available on Patreon and on our coffee page. Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but we're busy and we're fun. And at minimum, like come be friends with us on Twitter, and that will kind of be. Uh, thrilling alone and hopefully you can learn more about us there yeah um before we head off i would love you to pitch the episode to our audience Ooh, okay How would you do that i love that okay uh, pause for dramatic effect what's the what's the four is this just you know it's like do i get just like a couple seconds what's the what's the breadth what am i working my is this 140 characters i'm shooting for no it's fine i got this i'm ready this episode is about how to get someone from seeing your stuff to being interested in your stuff and about connecting that person to something that might be their new favorite thing. Mic drop. 
Boom. That work? Is that, go, is that okay? Nice. Yeah, that's enough? perfect. If I had more, again, awesome. but also if I had, you know, if I if it, if I was actually pitching the episode, I would have then been working on this pitch for, you know, three weeks or whatever and overthinking and have changed <laughs> everything. But uh, I think that's what it is, is right. Is it's just about, it's about making sure pe- people who might like your stuff know that they're going to like it, right? That's, that's what it's all about. It's about just finding ways to tell people, Hey, you might like this, give it a shot. And if you don't, no worries. We appreciate that you tried, but again, it's about finding those few people who are going to like it. Not about everyone. It's about someone who's like, ah, what you're doing. Hell yes. Into it. All right. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DoubleDMPod. You can visit our website, www.doubledm.com. A lot of D's in there. Weird. <laughs> um, and yeah, with that, thank you for being here. Thank you for yes, talking thank to you guys. us. And hear you on the next one. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.